0: You're listening to the Royal Society of Medicine's Digital Health Podcast Series, where we aim to support healthcare innovation by disseminating knowledge of expert leaders at the Royal Society of Medicine. I'm your host, Dr Marla Malkin. Welcome to this episode of the Digital Health Podcast Series from the Royal Society of Medicine's Digital Health Council. All views expressed are of the speakers themselves and not of the RSM. Back at the recent developments in AI and Digital Health 2020 event, we spoke at the RSM with Hassan Chowdhury, who was the Digital Health Lead for Healthcare UK with the Department for International Trade. Hassan has since been at the heart of the COVID-19 push for Digital Health Office to support the UK's national response for the pandemic. A collaboration select chat room has been set up called Tech for CV19, which is working with the Department of International Trade Tech UK and NHSX. We speak in this podcast about how different cultures and nations utilise digital healthcare and how the UK is developing incredible digital health technologies that will really revolutionise the way that we treat patients. It's an overview of how we must all now come together globally to tackle some of the biggest challenges we face in this pandemic. Enjoy! But so what does that mean for your day-to-day? Are you meeting and greeting and seeing how digital health is, is playing out across the world or, or are you really looking at what's happening here and trying to make sense of how digital health is really growing in the UK?
1: So I, I have to do both. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the point of contact for 109 British embassies and high commissions around the world mm-hmm. for when companies want to invest in the UK in mm-hmm. digital health and I'm also the person that manages the best of our UK supply chain Um, So, it could be a company like, you know, the the well-known ones like Babylon and Meropad, but also smaller ones that you may not have heard of like C2AI and -hmm. Patient Source. And when I find companies that are doing really well, they have got great evidence behind them. When I think they've done a great job for the NHS, I will then speak to governments, ministries of health, insurers, telcos, pharma, when I'm speaking on behalf of the British government abroad and saying, that's what you need.
0: Well, wow, that's a big role to, to have it's a, it's a powerful voice as well, because really you can make or break the, the companies by how we globalize them really with digital healthcare. I mean, are you seeing that um, other countries are quick to adoption, maybe quicker than the UK or are we, how, how is it, how is it really on a, on a broader scale really?
1: Um, no one's perfect of okay. course, but I don't think anyone's doing very well to give you an idea. China, has never had strong primary care. The way that we think of GPs, that's not there. And while they're fantastic using mobile phones and, and what you might call m-health, they don't have the cultural um, ideas that we do. So if you don't go to a major hospital and meet someone in a coat with a stethoscope and get a script, then it's common to feel you haven't been treated. Mm. So how can you help people in China not queue for hours? S- Let's look at South Africa. South Africa has the problem of apartheid and its legacy. So it doesn't have a 1% the way that many other countries do. It has a 10% that, that we're rich. And the problem there is in largely black areas, healthcare is very, very poor. Mm. And if you have to queue, you have to wake up at 4 in the morning in order to just get your family ready to queue in the hope that you can be seen by a doctor. And you're in an A&E where people are bleeding out because there's still a lot of violence in the townships. That's the kind of problem that I can see. For example, Kuwait has more migrant workers than people who are indigenous. How does it build hospitals for them and manage them and and know where their records are? Mm -hmm. Um, Saudi Arabia, when it came to cyber, um, everyone had to do a self-assessment against five, five key points. So the highest you could get was five out of five. And Britain, working really hard, thought, look, we think justifiably we can call ourselves three out of five. And the saudis said five wow because they didn't want to admit any problems culturally that's not something they can do so they just wrote five and you'd expect them to have armed guards at every entry point they had just doors left open and you know the way that people do things around the world is very different Mm -hmm. so what it's taught me is that nobody's doing it very well there's lots of opportunities for britain when it does do things well to transform it but it has to be done in the right way. Mm -hmm. It can't be done with a, we're better than you, we're gonna tell you how to live. It's gotta be in the spirit of partnership and friendship. And I think that's how I like to come across when I go abroad.
0: And does everyone want digital health um, improvements? Does everyone want that type of technology?
1: They sometimes want it more than they need it, which is a very strange thing to say. Everyone needs it because we don't have the workforce to be able to cope with the number of people who need care. And we can't manage without augmenting them. Definitely, it's needed. But sometimes people say, I really want that nice, shiny AI. And you ask them why, and they don't know. Mm -hmm. So I remember Poland, my very first trade mission, we were asked for electronic prescribing. We said, Yeah, sure, we can help you with electronic prescribing. Um, What's your. What's your pathway like? Do you have what's before it, what's after it? Mm -hmm. We just want electronic prescribing. And they just kept saying it because they didn't know where it fit. They were just told, go get it. Go get some electronic prescribing and bring it back to us. Mm -hmm. And so therefore they they didn't have the strategy. So there's a want there, more than the need. They didn't know their need. They just were told to get it. And Mm -hmm. if you're in Abu Dhabi and, and Dubai, And you say you've got some really shiny ai or you've got something that's not ai but it's really good and it saves patients lives saves money and is quick to implement they'll look at the ai they'll look at it because that's what they want so i do have to sometimes rein in expectations and say maybe we should start from the beginning have you separated your tech stack you know is your Mm -hmm. is your data and digital application layer all that separate Mm -hmm. forget all that just give me a company
0: so have you noticed, I mean, this is the big question, but have you noticed that there are uh, any specific challenges that are being addressed in other, in other countries with their healthcare that really, we aren't even looking at here, but we should?
1: I think um, Brazil, with its community workers model, mm-hmm. very interesting. Whenever people try to think carefully about engineering a solution that works and stays, that has buy-in across the whole pathway, That, to me, is real healthcare, something that joins up all the dots, that prevents us from having clinician burnout. That doesn't mean that we're stuck doing lots of paperwork for no reason. Those are the kind of answers you are starting to find. Um, I I do think it can be easy to overlook what countries like Thailand are doing. But HIMSS have um, their MRAM, their um, electronic medical record maturity model, and level seven is the highest. And I know that Great Ormond Street are, if not level 7, very close. Cambridge got a 6. But there was some tiny hospital in the middle of nowhere in Thailand that got a 7. And when the announcement was going to be made to all of these people in this little hospital in the middle of nowhere, you got a level 7. As they made it, they all didn't just celebrate. They took off what they were wearing to show we got level 7 (laughs) t-shirts. They knew they were going to get it. So sometimes you find what looks very difficult in the UK, others are just getting their head down and getting on with it.
0: So really, um, to kind of sum up your opinion on all of these things, there are really different ways that different countries are tackling it, but we could really be at the forefront of it um, from the UK. So my final question for you today is what challenges do you think that we can solve here in the UK that will make a huge impact globally for healthcare needs?
1: I'm going to give one, there's many, Mm -hmm. but the first and most important, when everyone's talking about AI, is to get AI right. Because I don't want to see the hype overtake patient safety. I don't want to see valuation being the big thing. I want to see validation. Mm. Now, I don't know what you think, or maybe I do, but I, I do believe that in this country, we've got the scientific rigor, We've got the size of a test bed, single payer test bed that no one can compete with, the NHS. We've got collaboration between medical schools, universities and university hospitals. That means that we can make a major contribution. I don't think you can put the kind of firepower behind it that the Chinese are doing and the Americans doing. They've got size, they've got scale, but there's something amazing about what we have here and it's overlapping. It's a number of different capabilities that come together in the UK. And that's why everyone looks at the UK as a special case. And that's what I think we should do.
0: Well, brilliant. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on this conversation and I look forward to many more conversations in the future. Thank
1: you so much, Marla. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the RSM Digital Health podcast series from the Digital Health Council please remember that the views expressed in this podcast are of the speakers themselves and not of the RSM. You can continue to follow us on this podcast and tune in to the next episode. And also we'd love to have you down at some of the Digital Health Council events at the RSM, which you can find out more about at www.rsm.ac.uk. And we've put the links in the podcast description too. Bye for now.